GM, sir. What is going on? What the heck is happening? Ether Orcs. It's the Ether Orcs world. We're all just living in it. That's true. Yeah, Ether Orcs is uh, is doing its thing. It's it's the Ether Orcan. This is the <clears throat> slowest and most uh, pronounced supply crisis brewing I've ever seen. Um, we've talked about how <laughs> ever seen like definitively. This is Defi- this is the peak. Li- literally, right? Like if you look at um, say. The supply of orcs has been under, I think, 50 orcs for a very long time. This is true. And the we're now at about 26, I think, last I Actually, I think someone did dump a few on the floor last night. We were up to 3.4 ETH, which was uh, really... Um, it was it was heartening to see as when orcs first debuted, they were at about 4. And... As the game progressed, we made more orcs. So we only started with a thousand orcs. It was pretty obvious that if you start with a thousand at five ETH and make four more thousand, well, the price was going to go down. Yet this seemed like some big, oh my God, we thought orcs were going to be this. I can't believe the price went down as we created 400% more supply. Well, it seemed pretty obvious to me, but we all had uh, high hopes for the long-term potential here and seeing them really close to that price that they first debuted at when we were all so excited um it's amazing they're getting their due and i just think that they still haven't had that mainstream moment yet and i mean there's 20 there's there's 30 of these things at best on the on available on the open market and sure i mean if if they were cleaned up more would dump i'm not saying people aren't waiting in the wings but at the same time i if this caught a mainstream cycle these could be 10 to 20 in in a week just to uh, cut you off there before we get the show started i'm not sure are you are you on your normal microphone this one's getting a little um I don't want to say scratchy, like it's kind of staticky. Yeah, give me a minute. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Look at all these GMs, all these familiar faces in here. Ashtray, Sandman, Downgan, <laughs> Kyle Ringer, the usual suspects, Cutter, Matt, NFT goals. Uh, NFT goals. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to chat a little bit. Um, I'm, I've been pulling my foot out of my mouth for the fa- past. Uh, 12 hours so you know uh, shout out to you hate beast is happening that is for sure hologram season three always happy always happy i think just joined into the moon lounge too congratulations and welcome to alpha mint Beamed penguin do i sound clear i said he was beamed on up that's our expression for bringing people from the general to the moon beamed lounge. up to the moon lounge yeah you sound all right i'm gonna turn you up a little bit louder but uh, other than that you're good it was, you know, Chipper, what it is too. It's baby, when we switched directly from Discord to this thing. My, my that my computer can't handle that audio. Switch. You know what? I should have told you it was actually sounding like that in the when we were chatting too. I just uh, <laughs> oh, sometimes you're on like a different. <laughs> sometimes you're on a different device oh, as, uh, yeah. and then you switch over. Yeah. So. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. Look at this. 25 beautiful DGENs joining with us this morning. That number is going up. So we appreciate that. Uh, Yes. Two on the Zug. Just as we were speaking, Zug just took a huge. You know what's going to happen today, guys? 
This is the last day that shamans are going to mint. Shamans will be done within 24 hours, uh, probably less. And you are going to see people be buying tons of Zug today, tons of uh, potions. And I'm sure they are bribing fellow orcs uh, for bone shards. Right now, the price on bone shards is probably pretty relative to um, to orcs. There, Excuse me, to the allies that you can mint with them. There's been quite a few price disparities where, you know, it was just kind of people not understanding the game and the market not properly pricing things. But there's been quite a few arbitrage opportunities. Zug, Zug, Bailey. Zug, Zug. Zug is killing it. All right. Uh, 9.35, 25 people listening in. Do your little drum roll thing. GM, everybody, and welcome to the... Thursday? Question mark? Thursday, January 20th edition of the AM show hosted live on YouTube and Twitch for your listening and viewing pleasure. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in with us again today. I, I actually just wanted to uh, shout out. I did a little... Uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna shout out ourselves. Actually, uh, I did a little Ooh. bit of accounting yesterday on Spotify to see how many um, uh, episodes we've done since they've been recorded. They're not all on YouTube. We started that a little bit later, uh, but this should be the 65th weekday in a row uh, that we have done this show without missing one, which I think is actually just incredible. Um, so uh, uh, pat on the back to you, my friend, for uh, for keeping that run alive. And uh, uh, I'm looking forward. We're going to hit 100 pretty soon. You know what? We are great. Thank you. Yes. Pat on for the that back there for you. No, no. I just like, you know what? It's 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 awesome because like you listen to these podcasts and stuff. And they're like they've been going live for, you know, uh, or they've been doing it for years or something. It's like their 100th episode or 200. Like we're like. We're we're uh, fast tracking our way there, and it's been a hell of a run so far. And I appreciate uh, everybody that's tuned in with us from the beginning, or all of the people that we've picked up along the way. Um, you know, I think we always hoped that it would be successful, but I think the speed at which that this has happened is uh, is really um, humbling. I guess is a good word. So we appreciate that. Yep, started from the bottom. Now we here. Yes, yeah, we're uh, we've at least gone up one rung or something like that, but uh, but yeah, we we appreciate it. So, um, yeah, let's uh, let's let's talk some crypto and NFTs. Yesterday, um, some stuff happened that we were, I guess, wholeheartedly wrong about. Hate beast dropped. Um, we'll we'll get into that in in more depth because I think that there's something interesting happening there, and I, I you know I think we have a lot to unpack with what was going on. How was your tu- uh, Tuesday? How was your Wednesday? Uh, my Wednesday was great. Uh, it's been, again, nonstop work. I fell asleep in my chair yesterday. One, one meeting to another. I did that two days in a row. Um, but I love it. You know, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. This is, this, is, this is what I wanted to do. This is what I came to BitCloud to do, to, re- to remake mm-hmm. myself as an NFT guy instead of a stock guy. And yeah, having a great time doing it. It was uh, a very busy day yesterday. Uh, especially if you were a uh, a hate beast whitelist holder who has absolutely we had we had a seven eat sale in the Gen dojo yesterday. Um, it just unbelievable. Looks just hit seven thirty. Man, yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling pretty good today. Even though I didn't have that hate beat beast whitelist, I'm feeling pretty good. 
Yeah, honestly, like um, I woke up this morning, I do my obligatory, you know, check in the floors on some of the projects that I, I pay closer attention to some of the plays that I have that are kind of actively going on. And uh, things start to be firming up. The floors are going up little bit by little bit. Uh, there seems to be some life coming back into the world as we know it. You know, gas has been relatively friendly towards that. And you can make the case that that's not the big defining factor. I actually think that Hate Beast is going to have a, a pretty nice ripple effect in that regard. Again, we'll touch on it in a bit. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I think that that's going to be the big story of the day. Uh, jumping into the crypto markets as we tend to do, um, again, not much to report. Ethereum and Bitcoin hanging out at 3,200 and 42,000 respectively. Uh, just staying within that kind of, you know, give or take 2% range um, over the last little bit. Uh I, I think people, as we kind of hold these levels, obviously they're a bit lower than they have been in the in the recent um, past. I think uh, the longer we hold these for a little bit, the more comfortable people get with uh, rotating their money back into NFTs and you know some DeFi plays as well. You could not ask for a more Goldilocks environment than we are sitting in right now. I don't even want to talk about it. It's so perfect. So it's just like, yes, please stay here for the rest of the year. We'll take a $2 range. I am loving what crypto is doing right now. It feels it feels very, it, it just feels like even if there is one more flush that we're closer to a bottom than not, I don't think we're going to be ripping higher anytime soon, which is, as we know, this is just great news for NFTs and, and many alts that we also uh, enjoy. So. Yeah, uh, <laughs> looks looks rare is probably one of the big recipients of it as well. Um, as somebody mentioned, Bailey mentioned hit seven thirty uh, this morning, very very briefly before a big sell. Uh, but it just seems to be kind of two steps forward, one step back. Looking at it right now, no pun intended. Uh, this is such a strange chart because it really hasn't had any big swing ups, any really big prolonged dips or anything. It's just accumulation staking um, and. I think that the ball is really just getting rolling on the the awareness of the platform, the usage of the platform, and you know just how juicy the looks token has been. And I know we've talked a lot about it in the uh, in the last week or so, but it really has just been an incredible run. Um, and then we could see that very brief candle that it hit that seven dollar and thirty mark, but it really just kind of you know it crossed that three dollar. And then didn't really look back for too long. Uh, crossed that four dollar, crossed that five dollar, we crossed that six dollar, and it just—it really just seems to be a train that doesn't want to stop. And shout out NFT goals because look at what he's saying now. And as you pointed out to me this morning, when OS went down yesterday, okay, Hate Beast launched. We know OS has a very hard time handling any type of large volume anything. So when there's a, you know, they've been having record volume every day, regardless of this. You throw a hype drop into there, their servers couldn't handle it. Well, there were still 500 ETH in Hate Beast traded. That whole time that OS yeah. is down, well, guess where that was happening? That was happening on looksrare.org, right? And again, this is just another one of those. If you aren't in the NFT world, you are feeling pretty risk off right now, whether you're in spot crypto, whether you're in traditional stocks, whether you're sitting there in fiat. The world is against you right now. You have high inflation, you have falling stocks, and you have dumping crypto. Okay. Yet, if you looked at a looks chart, 
And if you were in the NFT, we're all running around dressed as lemons. Wee! Rainbows falling out of our mouths. We don't even know. Look, yep. look at the chart. I mean, this is really, this, again, it's indicative to me. And I think as we get into hate beasts later in the show, we'll talk about it. It's indicative to me of two things that are happening right now. We're seeing both the share of looks rare. Get, you know, they're taking market share away from OpenSea, but we're also seeing the overall market grow, right? That is that is a double compounding exponential effect on, you know, all the assets that we all hold dear. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we will definitely touch on how looks uh, looks rare affected the hate beast drop too, because I think that there should be a lot of frustration from the hate beast crowd about OpenSea really mm-hmm. I mean, it didn't really, at the end of the day, take the window to their sales, but um, well, I we've, mean, seen, it happen we've, so many we've seen it time and time and time again. Um, and for, you know, a lesser hyped project or one that was just gathering momentum, it really can mm-hmm. just completely fuck it up. So uh, again, there's lots to unpack there and what this means for the NFT world. Um, quickly getting through some news pieces. Uh, didn't even have this one queued up before about 15 minutes ago, but just saw it coming down um, that Meta is experimenting with NFT marketplace on Instagram. Um, the wider arcing commentary on this is that, uh, and um, sorry, Facebook and Instagram will be integrating NFTs and being able to share them as uh, verified collections and whatnot on those platforms. Uh, personally, haven't used Instagram or or Facebook too much. Uh, Instagram more than Facebook, but not too much on either of them since doing NFTs. But um, this is uh, this is again, this is a huge, huge, huge thing. This is a big nod to legitimacy. Um, we talk about it time and time and time again that uh, uh, you know NFTs are not viewed favorably on Instagram and Facebook. They're crushing the environment, Ponzi scheme, pyramid scam. You get a lot of that on Twitter too, once you venture outside of the NFT sphere in it. But um, uh, slowly but surely, this is is gathering traction on these platforms. And again, going back to hate beasts, there's probably something there too. This is really profound in the sense that, you know, Web2 is built on perspective, right? I've talked about how when you're on Instagram, it's very easy to make yourself look rich. You could lean on a, lent- on a rented Lamborghini. You can hold somebody else's gold chain. There's no way to prove one way or the other. You write in your caption, oh, hopping on the private jet. Maybe you were just standing near it on the tarmac. We have no idea This is what the entire business model of Facebook and Instagram is built on. You get to present your life any way you want. Web3 is based on provenance. It's based on trust. It's based on a universal immutable ledger. This is a complete threat to the business model of all social media and Web2. They see this coming. And, you know, this is just another sign that they see the threat and they're starting to... uh, try to move to, you know, to mitigate that threat. Um, I don't think they'll win. This is, we're seeing this on all the platforms. This is really just a sign that Web3 uh, is taking over and winning. I I think that this is going to be so huge when we can verify NFTs on social media. I get followed by 10 punks and bored apes a day who have less than 100 followers. And sure, maybe they just bought that NFT. But more likely than not, they're right click saving it to <gasps> present that they are somebody who they're not. And very soon we're not. They wouldn't do that. that. <laughs> well, nobody lies on the Internet. Are you fucking crazy? <laughs> it's one thing if you're doing that as a fan 
And like, you're just, you can't afford it. You right click save just because that's what you did. These people are doing it because they know they can get into certain chats. They know people will listen to them. They know that it's an in, right? That's dangerous because uh, unscrupulous people are going to use this to their advantage. So this verification isn't just good. It's necessary. Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. It's going to be the new blue check, right? You know, mm-hmm. it's um, it's you, you don't have to worry about who I am as like R two Dgen like under the hood, like you know what my real name is, where I'm from, or whatever. But like if I'm representing myself as one of the bored apes or a kaiju or something, um, now instead of needing a blue check, you have that whatever the the verification verified profile picture thing would be. Um, is the kind of nod of approval, right? And that doesn't mean that you have a good reputation or that you're an upstanding member of the community, um, but it does verify that you are indeed a member of the community, you know? Mm-hmm. Definitely. So it, it, I, it was a great point. Like you said, you can walk up to anybody's Lamborghini and snap a picture with it and you know, like just, you know, just copped a new whip, right? Like, you know, all of your followers that you've never met before, they don't know. They, it doesn't even have to be that extreme, right? Like when we're all having a bad day and depressed, we mm-hmm. don't take a picture of us crying and put it on Instagram. Like, Oh, life sucks. Right. You, you, you brush up, you take a nice picture, like, Oh, headed to the gym and nobody knows you're having like this awful day of you know, this is what the entire web two economy is based on this whole like don't believe what you see on instagram because it looks like everybody's life is happy and blah 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 this is this is poison for society this is dangerous and web three i think is fixing that there are um there are actually like traveling sets that go around, they'll set up in like a, oh, yeah. a warehouse or a big space and it'll be like the interior of a private jet. It'll be, you know, a, a Lamborghini parked there against a, a wall or something. Yeah. And, you know, people will pay 80 bucks an hour to go in and just snap as many pictures as they can. And now they have, you know, two months worth of Instagram posts. Well, the DJ and the Lamborghini ain't the flex anymore. It's the board ape. And the moment we have verification, all right, yep. this is uh, this is this is so profound to me. I can't. I gotta yeah, yeah, yeah. Once that verification kicks in, you can't fake it. You would be called a fake. And you know what? With only 10,000 of them, or a lot of these projects, only 10,000 of them, uh, and people wanting to hang on to them for that reason, it's going to get real, real tight out there. And I think we may have oversupply of the NFT market, but as far as quality projects, mm-hmm. that's another supply crisis brewing. If the masses, you know, get, get into this whole NFT thing, there's 10,000 apes. There's 24,000 punks. That would be including uh, Begone punks, which I consider actual punks. But, you know, <laughs> these, are, these are all going to be very desirable properties uh, in, the, in the near future. So looking forward to it. Yep. And there's uh, a lot more people on Facebook than there are um, good NFTs to use as your profile. Picture, oh. so. uh, let's move on to Tom Brady's autograph NFT platform raises a hundred and seventy million dollars from Andreessen and other VCs. Uh, celebrities like Tom Brady, The Weeknd, Simone Biles attached autograph raises sizable funding and expands its advisory board. Um, this is just one of those cool things that um, might not be, you know, hardcore in the NFT world and, uh, you know, on Ethereum and whatnot. But again, uh, making people comfortable with the idea. And I think autographs are a great example of um, things that need to be verified on a, you know, an immutable ledger, right? Like you, this is actually their, um, 
their autograph. This actually happened. This is where it happened. This is when it happened. And this is who it happened with. Those are all very important things. And they're all very, very difficult to track um, on traditional collectibles. Like, you know, the, the fraud market in these, in these uh, arenas are, are so ripe and so, uh, so abundant that, uh, you know, autograph, the autograph platform is definitely looking to clean some of that up. Um, and if you're looking for big names attached to something like this, this has probably some of the biggest, obviously Tom Brady, uh, Tiger Woods, the weekend, Wayne Gretzky's in there. Um, and you're going to, you're going to see a lot of people jump in into this. It's, uh, you know, Tony Hawk, Naomi Osaka, Derek Jeter, Usain Bolt, like big giants of, of the sports world. Dare I say digital provenance is going to be profound. Uh, Yeah, I think that this is Tom Brady is very, very like forward with these things. Wasn't he one of the first celebs to work with DraftKings uh, on a set of NFTs? Uh, We know the laser eyes. I was going to say, we know he likes crypto and his laser eyes. And Mm -hmm. he was even uh, making fun of himself. Well, like, oh, I heard what like when uh, he first put out his laser eyes. Bitcoin fell 10 grand. And then like a few weeks later, it was up to 60 or something. And then he was like, oh, I thought Tom Brady laser eyes was the top. Like he he gets it right. Like, I don't know if that was his uh, PR guy telling him to tweet that or whatever, but he, he gets it. And wow, $170 million raise. You know what? It makes sense to me. Just like you said, I think that how you know, when you're trying to value the signature of a player, how do you know how many are out there? What are you going to ask oh, him? How many? signed in his career like this is all a supply yeah. thing, right like with the names incredible. that with the names attached to this 170 million almost seems like cheap at this point right mm-hmm. like their name value alone being associated with any kind of project um all in one bundle like that's that's massive i mean imagine what this is also going to do for physical autographs right if you're a new star you're the next Derek Jeter or something coming up. All you ever do are these digital autographs for people. But then once in a while, you sign an actual ball, right? I mean, this is this is a smart. If you're thinking about your career in a business sense, there's some very cool implications to this. Yeah, for sure. Oh, actually, I got um, I saw somebody mentioning hologram mentioning sports NFTs. Um, you know, going back to the NBA Top Shot days. Uh, but being the next thing to blow, blow, uh, blow up. I got the uh, email from the NFL one all day that I've been approved for their beta or whatever. I don't know. I didn't even look at it, but that should be something cool. I got to dig into that a little bit more. So um, should be cool. That's free money. I don't know how you got that. I'm a large NBA top shot collector and I've been left out in the cold. So far. Oh, you have, I, I just assumed that if I did, most other people did too. I don't think I said that really early. I don't know what buttons you push. Check your, well, I mean, I'm a, I'm a pretty big deal here on the, no, I have, I have no idea why I would get that over anybody else, but uh, I'll, 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 I'll give you the, uh, the TLDR after I read it. So, um, GM's Opal, welcome. Uh, Next on the docket, uh, real quickly to wrap up the news, we have uh, G2 Esports team launching Solana NFTs as membership pass for fans. Um, this is a huge brand in the esports, the electronic sports or video games uh, world. G2 is definitely one of the top funded um, teams. They are launching it on Solana, which is not something that we normally talk about. But again, uh, this is just a a big step forward in terms of uh, branding and and exposure to NFTs. Uh, they have teams like League of Legends, Counter Strike. Uh, they have a big Rocket League team too, and you know 
this is the exact use case that I think we all imagine for NFTs is just that uh, that membership pass, that access, that ability to to be closer to to the team and and you know support your uh, your fandom for these teams in a in you know, participate in the, uh, the success of them as well. So I think that this is really cool. Um, my biggest excitement about this is, you know, if they're really going all in on this and taking it seriously, this will be mentioned on a lot of YouTube videos, a lot of Twitch streams. They're very, very prominent in, in, um, in those worlds. So, uh, a lot of exposure, unfortunate that's on Solana, but I understand, right. When you're trying to onboard a lot of new people, gas is definitely a concern. Um, Solana might be, you know, a little bit more, uh, palatable in that regard. Well, this has failure written all over it, and failure is spelled S O L A N A. <laughs> Sorry, but I comment on this. Yes, we like the gaming. Yeah, you know, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Solana will be an L2 bridge for Ethereum that is focused on gaming. And obviously, this, this cute little, I don't know, Fortnite group that gets together and plays these, these RPGs is, is signing up. That's cool. I don't know much about gaming, so <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, the, it's just it is a big brand, so I, I'm just going the route of uh, you know, rising tide lifts all ships here, um, yeah. and and leaving it at that. Um, the other thing that we kind of brought up, and we will just shift into Ethereum based NFTs. Um, uh, again, fucking perfect. <laughs> Yeah, OpenSea for you. Eh? Like you, you want a better advertisement for Looks Rare right now, of which we're not affiliated with. I like literally can't get on. Oh, here we go. Hey, here's a great uh, advertisement. Go to the EtherOrgs floor on Looks Rare, and it's eight point nine right now. I like the floor on Looks Rare better than the floor on the <laughs> on OpenSea. So there's a reason that OpenSea can still get a little business here and there, and it's basically because the UX needs still needs some improving. I think that Looks Rare really focused on the um, on the bigger collections, which was smart, like the Bored Apes. Uh, and the cool cats and the doodles, because look, that's where the majority of your volume is going to come from. And those are the people who are probably going to suffer through a worse UX to save, you know, what was it? What were the calculations yesterday? Uh, 10 grand in total value by by selling your ape there versus on OpenSea. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was a substantial amount of money for sure. Um, and just good for the entire NFT ecosystem as well. Um, but I wanted to bring up EtherOrgs because we've been talking a little bit about that. Uh, Zug has been on the rise and um, I guess we're getting oh, some we're new We're going to touch three bucks. Um, uh, I'm lemoning so hard right now. Look at this. The, uh, am, I, am I on the wrong chart again? I, maybe I am. We're at 271 right now. Uh, you're, you may be on P-Zug. I'm on P-Zug, yeah. I'm on the L1 Zug because that's the Zug you can trade for money, not this P-Zug atrocity that, that they came <laughs> up with. But um, Zug is... You're extra spicy this morning. I love it. Just, oh, I'm feeling very... I'm <laughs> fucking fired up. Floors are back and free market's angry. Right. An Instagram project is at 7.5 ETH. You don't think I'm, I'm going to be spicy today? So... The Ether Orc allies, which if you look at the blue and the light blue shamans, man, it's all about that light blue shaman. That is one of the rare ones, though. There are some albino shamans as well. So Ether Orcs is reaching a very interesting uh, apex today in a way. Um, the first group of allies will be minting out here within a few hours. Um, the 
first group of allies were these shamans, which the bend here is they are herbalists. They can make magic potions, and these potions will speed up your raids, all right? Raids are um, how you acquire currently bone shards, okay? Bone shards are how you make these allies. In the future, it will be how you buy land, okay? So, you know, this this game's getting deep and it's getting big. All Genesis orcs are going to be gifted land. Then the rest of the land will be acquired um, through bone shards. So... Orcs has had quite the journey since originally launching. They were at five ETH uh, right off the bat, and they had been anticipated to be five ETH. This was a very, very hyped project amongst people in the know. You wouldn't have heard about it from your average Twitter influencer, but this was just one of those, hey, this is going to be a thing, right? It was the first fully on-chain RPG, Um, but... After their minting phase, we went right into that brief bear market we had at the end of last year, and you could have picked up Genesis Ether Orcs at 0.4 ETH, oh. not but a month ago. And now they're finally getting their recognition. There's actually been a very large Axie player who has dumped the majority of his Axie Infinity assets and just went absolutely ham um, into Ether Orcs. So there's a few phases launching next after we mint out these shamans, which again is going to end here within the next uh, probably 12 hours, if I had to estimate. There's going to be group raids. Now, this is really interesting. And this is one dynamic in which you could say this game couldn't even exist without L2 or without Polygon. I don't know if the paper has been released on group raids yet, so I, I'm not going to go too deep, but essentially this is going to be much more of a community-based action that these orcs can do. Currently, it's pretty much an individual game of you trying to gather resources and you know get the rarity up on your orcs and your allies and your farming zug and your earning bone shards on raids. But soon we're going to have more of this community-based stuff, including down the road, player versus player. There isn't really much indication yet on how that's going to work. But I chose Kaijus this year as my favorite pick. You know, what what's going to make it? We were talking about what are our favorite picks into this year. But I'll tell you, a close second in my mind was Ether Orcs. I am so bullish, not just on the game, which is so fun to play. If you've ever been to their site, it's just one of those old school looking UIs. You feel like you're playing a game from when you were a kid. But also, this is historic. And I think whether the game is played 10 years from now or not, these assets are going to be priced like the relics they are, like a first edition Mario cartridge, so to say. So really, really pumped on um, on where Ether Orcs have come from, where they're going, and Alpha Mint's involvement, because there hasn't been a group out there that played this game in a smarter, more strategic um, and dynamic way. So shout out to everyone who has been part of the Alpha Mint horde. I think we've created something amazingly good here, and it's one of my greatest pleasures in NFTs ever has been playing this game. So shout out to Poof, shout out to John, shout out to the whole team over there. Uh, You guys keep killing it. Yeah. um, I mean, for those of you who are newer in um, Alpha Mint and uh, or newer to even just the show, um, 
Ether Orcs had a moment in time that was very special there. And it was like almost an entire um, uh, discord of NFT traders coordinating and, and, um, you know, gathering together to to make the most of this drop. Uh, we had so many people that were among like the, what, the first 100, 200, 300 into that Discord. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all got on the pre-sale list except for myself because I missed it. Thanks a lot um, for, <laughs> for that. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it was just, it was such a special time. I mean, it, everything since then has been great too. We've had tons and tons of wins, um, but you know, we were a bit of a smaller community back then and uh, it was just so tight knit and it just dominated all of the chat and all of the discussion uh, to the point where it got its own room and now has its own thread. Um, I, I would say for the better part of two weeks, probably. Uh, and it was a little, um, I, I had like a pit in my stomach just from sitting out and missing it just because the price is so high at first. Uh, but this team has put together something really incredible, uh, that, that brought those communities together and communities really make things sticky. Uh, they weathered the bear market, you know, as you mentioned, they got down to 0.4 floor and now the Genesis are what three, four ETH almost back to they that. Were uh, all time nine last time I looked, they got up to 3.4 last night. Yeah. Crumb bum, dumb seven. And if you if you want any signs that this is kind of um, levitating above like simple game metas or um, pixel art meta or all of this stuff and really just becoming its own entity, its own thing in the space, like Etherorks has got to be one of those uh, one of those projects that we mentioned because it's just been so uh, so successful. And that team is just doing such a good job of developing that space. It just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. There's more stuff for you to do. There's more things to participate. As you said, there's going to be group raids going on and whatnot. Um, and they just, they just, they just seem to get it. We've done interviews with them. We have a little bit of a relationship with them. And, uh, I mean, they're fantastic people. They're sharp, sharp, sharp people, and they are building something really, really special here. I think as we've mentioned a few times, um, I'm not a gamer, but from what I understand, some of the best moments in games like World of Warcraft or Fortnite were these large community battles where everyone's beat, you know, going after, say, a, a universal boss, whether you're independent players or on different teams, there's this central community aspect. And that's kind of what we had there with orcs in these early minting phases. Like we knew there were other alpha discords who were trying to strategize and beat it. And we would sit on voice chat for hours at a time and you, you couldn't break away. It was not just because it was a lot of work. It was because it was a lot of fun. So I, I think that th- this is really the standard in these RPG games, especially the probability role based ones. We know these are going to get a lot more uh, intricate in their UXs. And I'm sure we're going to have, you know, you'll be able to actually control your players with haptic motion and and all that type of stuff coming up eventually. But these are, are as fun as it gets to me. And, you know, the art, one thing when we saw this like game meta launch towards the end of last year it was just a bunch of low effort art and ether orcs are amongst the best pixel art in existence. They look great. They even have a little PFP maker. I saw uh, R2 messing with. Yeah, I was clicking art. around on that. I've never even seen that. Yeah, well, no, because, you know, that is the one thing you and I always talk about on the show is something PFPable. And I think that's been our contention with a lot of these 3D projects is it's very hard to make a good 3D 
um, piece of art PFPable, and the little PFP maker the orcs put up there is so cool too. You can now kind of zoom in on your orc, dress them up a bit, throw a background behind them. Um, Great stuff. Yeah, looks good. Um, another project that uh, has kind of gone through its ebbs and flows in the last month since it's been out, but uh, um, we have a uh, the Cool Man's Universe. Uh, there's some rumors that uh, Crocs is going to be a partnership with them, and uh, you know, Crocs has been a surprisingly big company uh, that's really grown. I mean, Post Malone's been rocking them all over the place too. Uh, but uh, a partnership with uh, Crocs could do something pretty special for for the species, I guess. Um, and also seeing some some stuff about like Klon posting a little doodle thing with uh, a cool cat and a specie kind of looking like they're they're hanging out together and whatnot. Do you have any uh, any more color on on this topic? Well, I thought it was really interesting that we have Adidas was the big news last year, then Nike and Artifact. And we're still waiting for clothing and forging from those two entities, whereas it looks like these special crocs are imminent. So we had known these were on the roadmap. They were talked about in the special or the cool man's town hall a few weeks ago, but yesterday it was broken that these are imminent. This is coming uh, any week or any day now, this, this collaboration with Crocs. And at the same time, you had Vinnie Hager, uh, who is a popular cool cat um, who started his own project called Letters, doing like this little collaboration between cool cats and between um, cool man's universe and then Klon tweets it out. There just seemed to be a lot of, uh, what do you say, whale smoke around this project yesterday. They were sitting at a 0.8 floor, ramped up to 1.1. They've cooled off a little bit, but we, we're all fans of Cool Man's Universe here. A lot of us hold those bags. We think that the art is next level. It has doodles-esque potential. And yeah, this yesterday was very cool. I will be copying my, uh, my Cool Man's Crocs, no question. High fashion, baby. <laughs> yeah crocs have really like somehow in a weird way gone from just being these like little like uh these shoes that like were you're almost shamed if you were, were wearing them um you know i have owned a couple of pairs when i used to work as a chef and uh they're they're great chef shoes but uh you almost never wore them out in public that's for yeah. sure but uh they're gaining they're gaining mainstream relevance and like they have like an incredible stock price either you know there's uh crocs stores all over the place now so that's you know uh, that's the kids hilarious. wore them i started wearing them ironically and then old that we got the older people looked at like oh the kids are wearing them now wear these out in public now and and they were all like oh my god i think dad's wearing them unironically this yeah is- they have like charms that you can get on them and shit it's a it's a what a what a time to be alive oh my god um, grandpa <laughs> willie is asking how do i get that guy if you're referring to the speci on the screen right now. That is a project <clears throat> called Cool Man's Universe. His characters are called Species. And yeah, he has a deal with Crocs. Uh, I don't think that th- there's there's no actual Crocs trade on them, though, unless I missed that, right? Oh, no, they don't have any body on the on the PFBs, so um, that would make sense. Right. No, 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 no. There's no Croc trade. Um, this was just another announcement. But yeah, go, they have a very cool roadmap as well. It's one of our favorite projects, uh, Cool yeah. Man's Universe. Cool man, yeah, Dan. Shout cool out. man, coffee Dan is a is a fucking bright guy too. He's uh he's good shit. Um, 
Crypto Bats minted uh, the the first tier of their presale, um, and I'm going to click on OpenSea and cross my fingers that it's still working. Yes, uh, so 2,400 of them have been minted. They're holding a two ETH floor, although I will refresh it and see what happens. Um, yeah, that's not going to work very well. Oh, 1.93. So yeah, there we go. OpenSea seems to be back up. Um, this has been a little bit of a confusing. There's like three tiers of mints, so this is going to go on. The supply definitely is going to go higher, but uh, it, it I, is crazy to me how many of these, you know, plus two ETH floors we're seeing pre-reveal these days. Yeah, the, and the rarities here too. I believe the tier that was just minted is the rarest. Like I, I got to admit, I'm a little confused on their process here because I'm not deep, deep, deep in the Discord. But I got to say, like you said. This is just another one of those uh, surprises. And in the sense of, I'll tell you a story that happened to me last night. I actually went down to the club yesterday to do a small consulting for the homie on his upcoming NFT project. And one of the first things he said, to, and he's not deep, okay? This guy is not deep in NFTs. He's an artist just trying to break in. And what he said to me was, hey, you hear, you see these crypto bats by Ozzy? I was like, oh, okay, that's very interesting, right? Because Ozzy Osbourne, Sharon Osbourne, they all have presence on, you know, on traditional social media, right? These, these people have millions of followers on places like Instagram. Well, I'm starting to believe that's actually bringing a lot of people into the NFT world. And here's why. We talked about hate beast yesterday. We're talking about crypto bats today. Well, we know we have a tool up in the moon lounge called the Whale Watchers wallet. And I'm pretty sure I saw two purchases of each project total. Okay. And when when we see a hype NFT drop, and we're talking like a an inside hype NFT drop, like NanoPass, right? Like NanoPass was something every NFT person knew about, but no normies were coming up to me like, hey, you hear about this NanoPass or whatever, right? You would see the whale watching ding, 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 ding as as Sneaky Ninja and Pranksy and all these people are aping into the project. We saw one hate beast sale yesterday. We saw two crypto bats sales yesterday. So th that's not bearish to me. That's indicating that the only way that these projects are having these massive floors is that they're bringing in outside money. This isn't NFT money. These aren't NFT people aping into these. And I'm sure there are traders and I'm sure there are some NFT people that are getting into these. But I really think the whale watching stream is a good indicator that there's outside money that are coming into NFTs now. So quite the opposite of a liquidity suck. I think these could be liquidity injections. I think I'm taking a lot of bullish signals from a project like Hate Beast, a lot of bullish signals from a project like Crypto Bats. I will say I love the art on Crypto Bats a lot more. And I do think that they have some interesting ideas. I believe you're going to be able to fuse some of your current um, NFTs with your bat. So there yeah, is get bitten cool by them and yeah, get bit by them. Yeah. And there's some cool stuff with this Crypto Bats project. It did not feel like the standard celebrity cash grab. It felt like someone conceived a really cool project and thought that it would be great if Ozzy uh, was part of it. That That's what it's coming off as to me. This feels very NFT proficient. They know what they're doing. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, so, so we're going to be watching that. I actually have a, a correction to make. Kyle Ringer pointed out that silver and gold just minted yesterday. Bronze is minting today mm-hmm. and public is tomorrow. Okay. So there's definitely going to be some more to come for that. Is it different um, tiers of bats or is that just what they're calling like the early allow list spots? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's just the tiers of which like you were allowed to mint. You're allowed to mint. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I could be completely wrong about that that was one we uh you know tried to make some some connections with but didn't quite get a hold of um you mentioned hate beast that's definitely going to be the biggest uh yeah it's just their minting stage thank you for confirming mm-hmm. that oh, I was thank you 90 okay. percent sure that they just had the the Sweet. you know the different times for mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. um hate beast definitely the big topic of yesterday um and one that uh probably i, I don't want to say we're going to backtrack on but uh, it definitely got that one slightly wrong. Um, now, I do want to just reiterate that if we had been on the pre-sale list, I would have happily minted these for 0.2 um, regardless. But I, I think that we were in consensus that this would probably be, you know, two, maybe three ETH pre-reveal. And uh, boy, were we wrong about that. But as you mentioned, kind of it, while we were talking about crypto bats, there is something interesting about this. And it is the fact that we haven't seen a lot of whales sweeping the floors of these, pumping it up, scooping them up. You know, sometimes you'll get um that pranksy or um you know shamdu or you know all of those people they'll just start buying up anytime they reach below six eth or something and try and hit that one of one lottery or just kind of add to their collection um that hasn't seemed to be in the case and yet here we are at a seven and a half eth floor almost eleven thousand eth in volume traded and add on to that on um, looks rare. Last I checked is 500, but that was yesterday. So it's got to be more than that. These things are fucking flying. Um, we've seen over eight ETH sales uh, a couple of times. It hasn't really pressed further than that. Thank you so much, OpenSea, again. Um, but uh, but yeah, here we are. 24 hours or so since the mint. And uh, there we are, eight ETH floor again. So um I, I I have some ideas that like, you know, this this project was something that um, attracted a lot of people, maybe from Instagram, a lot of hype. We mentioned that there was 500,000 people in their discord and then kind of <laughs> compared that to the fact that there's like 250,000 daily active NFT users and the math wasn't really adding up there. Uh, but, you know, in hindsight now and everything's 2020 in hindsight, maybe this is... Um, an instance of, you know, there are new people coming into the space. They are being sucked into these, you know, these hype vacuums. And, uh, you know, for, for anybody that's new to the NFT space to get in on a mint like this for point two, or any, even anybody that's not new, but floating low liquidity to get in on this and get in at point two, mint one of them and now be able to sell it for eight ETH, right? 40 X their uh their initial investment um this is going to be a great redistribution of eth right most people are not loading up at the, on on these at 8 eth i certainly am not i don't know very many people that are just going to you know peel off 40 eth to grab five of these there are a lot of people that have a lot of eth especially if they got in an early and sure they're not on the whale watchers they're not on in um on Twitter, being influencers and stuff like that. So there is a lot of money, but I really do believe now looking at this, this is a great liquidity infusion into the market for people who are newer to the space or floating low liquidity that won the lottery. Remember, there's going to be uh, 7,000 or 8,000 of these, right? You could only mint one if you got on the presale list. Um, 
And so, you know, there's 8,000 people of which probably a good percentage of them are not whales uh, that are, you know, now faced with the the decision to either sell for eight ETH or hold these things for hire. I'm not going to tell you what to do. Uh, If I had minted these for a point two, I would have probably sold already. Um, but that's just me. But yeah, I think that there's going to be a lot of people that now are flush with ETH and they're going to go start spending it on other NFTs. And I think that's why we're seeing some of those floors creep up. Lemons was up. Coolman's was up that we look at a lot. Um, in my portfolio, the Illuminati's were up a little bit. Uh, Critters is having a little bit of a, a run on the <laughs> plots and stuff like that. Those are just things that I'm constantly looking at and things seem to be getting a little bit more firm. I, I think that Hate Beast is a big part of that. Yeah. And unlike uh, Cobain, I do not concede defeat uh, as of yesterday. I think (laughs) that the I stand by all my calls from yesterday. If these are above three E after reveal, I will quit NFTs. So I I will hand in my, my letter of resignation next week. The top is in on these. These are going much lower from this point. Now, that said, I think this is as great an indication of the NFT market as could be. Okay. This is, this is really a mainstream adoption incarnate and we're seeing it happen in front of our eyes. And boy, there's going to be a ton of these stories this year. And this is the exact type of mainstream fodder that's going to get all the people who weren't into NFTs go, wait, what? You paid 0.2 for something that turned into, well, they'll say it in dollars because no one knows what the hell 0.2 is, but they'll be like, you turned 0.2 into 7.5. Like this, these are the type of stories that make our industry. Also, this is going to show you how different the industry is going forward, right? These are the type of things that are actually going to take us mainstream and it's what the market is going to look like. Whereas we are used to the traditional NFT market, these Instagram stories, whether it's primal apes, whether it's crypto bulls, whether it's a hate beast, these are going to be the new cooks. And it's largely going to be money coming from the outside, coming into NFTs. And that just increases the pie for everybody. So I was super heartened uh, by what I saw yesterday and truly a phenomenon. Really, really awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I like I said. You know, I'm. I'm okay with being wrong. I have no ill will uh, towards uh, anybody that minted these and and has some success, whether you're holding them or uh, or selling them. The one thing that is a little frustrating to me about this, uh, I guess, this brand or this drop is that they priced it at point two, which is pretty expensive for an NFT drop. But that's okay. Uh, it had the hype to do it, and I at no point would have ever doubted it to mint out at that price. They probably could have gone higher, to be honest with you. Um, but, uh, you know, they, they pulled in from, you know, 8,000, uh, uh, mints, quite, quite a lot of ETH. Um, I was a little disheartened to see that the royalties were 10% on this. I think that that's, uh, if you want to talk about liquidity sucks, um, and you want to talk about where the ETH goes when you add up the 10% on the hape beast and the, uh, two and a half percent that OpenSea takes. I mean, it is siphoning out a lot of money out of the, uh, the ecosystem. I mean, it's obviously one of the reasons why we're bullish on looks rare is because not only because it's lower at 2%, but it is redistributed to the, uh, looks stakers. Um, I don't know why. Projects go as high as ten percent, but uh, I, I personally, I just, I hate it. I, 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 I'm, I'm really, 
Mm-hmm. They come from outside the NFT world, right? I think that, and it's it's not like it makes sense in this in the way that like I feel like companies who look at this and see the royalty feature and approach it from the outside, they don't understand, right? That that is something that especially the new crop of NFT traders don't appreciate, but certainly didn't affect their secondary sales. So you know this this company banked yesterday with a bunch of you know not great uh like i don't think these i don't think you're gonna see these in pfp balls like i'm sure there's gonna be some uh devoted fans who wear them but they don't really they don't really stand out i don't the commons were a little underwhelming to me that people were posting previews of and that's just how i feel about most of the 3d art so i don't see a lot of clonex either I just don't think it works well. Actually, in the that's a good point. You don't see a lot of Clonex. Um, I just don't think NFTs they work now. well. Yeah, I think bold simplicity is what works well in a PFP. That's I've not- got a different theory about Clonex. Yeah. And that's not to say that 3D won't have its place, but it's going to have its place in the metaverse. And quite frankly, we're a little bit away from that. So I still see 2D bold PFPs as having their moment for a while. Uh yeah, I mean, once the once the like air quoting um, metaverse kind of comes into play, the you know the interoperable where you actually have a character and you know all of these different NFT projects can be in one existing space. Three um, D is going to be very important, and I think that some of that is a hedge on or not a hedge uh, a bet on this coming to fruition eventually um and having one of the og hate beasts or you know invisible friends or any of these these projects that are are coming out now um and are going to be looked back upon as historic eventually uh they're going to come in these, good price these hate beasts or one of these non-fungible people came up to me in the metaverse i would shank first and ask questions later these are scary <laughs> These are the scariest things I've ever seen in my life. I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm going to correct myself real quick. Um, the royalties on Hape are prime and uh, are on, on Hape beasts are 5%. That was a, a gaffe there. So I should have uh, looked into that before I took somebody's uh, uh, statement at face value. So I went to go buy one on OpenSea. I'm not actually buying it, but the royalties are five. So I got to backtrack on that. My apologies. Now here's an angle. We know that there are going to be some surprises this year. What if Hate Beast reveals and half of them are wearing Supreme gear? What if this was really a Supreme project all along? And then as you're like, oh, this is the Supreme branded, uh, you know, NFT project. Shit, they're going to go to 20 ETH overnight, 30 ETH overnight. Oh, I wouldn't doubt at all that these things would just absolutely explode. Um, Yeah, I mean, we were kind of joking about that in the DGen Dojo this morning. Like, do I think that Supreme's coming out and and this is like a Supreme branded project or that there's a partnership? Um, You know, Venom made a good point that like this this company and these people kind of don't have the, uh, the swag in the, you know, NFT world to command a, a supreme partnership, but I do agree with you. I think that there's going to be a point in time um, where to make things kind of fair and equitable and not just favoring all of the whales, you're going to see some of these big brands um, or big personalities drop stealth mints that you have no idea that these are affiliated with them. You're going to go through the whole mint process, the pre-reveal, and then boom, like one of these is really going to surprise us. Uh, I think we often love to say that Banksy would be, um, you know, a prime target to do something like that and, you know, do something ridiculous after the fact with it too. Uh, But, but yeah, I, I mean, do I think it's hate? 
I think that there's a non-zero chance. I don't think it's high, but uh, I wouldn't rule it out of the possibility. But, you know, with Clonex kind of holding back that Nike deal um, until after the reveal as this kind of brilliant floor management marketing style move, uh, I think that you are definitely going to see that more and more and more. Yeah, um, and-, and and maybe Hape Beast has, maybe there's there's things that people know about with this project that we don't. I don't and know. don't get me wrong. This is not supreme. Hate Beast will not be the one that that does this, but it will happen this year, and there will be some pretty amazing uh, things that catch us off guard. I.e., Banksy's, uh, and I keep hearing people say that Banksy is already doing an NFT with particles. No, a lot of people are using the Banksy name and taking Banksy art and doing some sort of NFT fractionalization with it, so they could have Banksy in the title of whatever they're doing. Banksy is uh, not has not done his first nft project yet or has not revealed it yet and maybe we all own it uh and don't know it so we'll see yeah yeah oh yeah for sure banksy is has, space uh, loot pull back the curtain <laughs> oh my god please don't i can only get so excited this morning uh <laughs> no honestly i i you know what if if i had to like pick um you know somebody brought up uh ashtray brought up the company hype beast right that's a big brand on instagram and whatnot 10 million followers i just looked up uh you know i could see this being their project that they self-dropped i I, again have no indication that that's actually the case but obviously it's a play on hype beast and apes right so You never know. You never know what these things. And I do just think that it leads to the larger conversation that this is going to happen eventually. And it is going to uh, it is going to have uh, some bags secured for some people. That's going to be a great day the next day when we come in on the show and whatever happened. But but the key is right. Like, I would imagine that this has to mean you have to hold it post reveal. Right. Yeah. Like you got a diamond hand. The Which means this because I think everybody going to enjoy this, uh, this new paradigm. I'm the only one who holds post review for sure. And you know what? I mean, it's common for the floors to draw or uh, it's common for the floor to drop after the reveal for the simple fact that baked into the pre-reveal price is the shot at a rare or a one of one, right? That's why they command a premium. It's why Pokemon cards um, that are unwrapped and the old ones, uh, you know, you saw Logan Paul just get ripped off of three million, three and a half million dollars for Pokemon cards that were unopened um, command such a premium because there's the shot at, uh, you know, unboxing something incredibly rare and incredibly valuable that supersedes the price that you paid for it. Um, But it's gambling, right? Like that, that is the, the, the roulette you're playing with the reveal. So, um, you know, do I think that these continue to climb uh, through the reveal? Reveal if the you know if the uh, if the reveal doesn't happen for a little bit I don't know if it cools off or not I think this is like a weak reveal uh, I think I saw somebody mention but like I, I just it's it's hard for me to believe unless they've got something behind the curtain that you know these reveal and then they just they go directly if I came vertical. To you today and said I have a play for you give me eight ETH and I'll make you ten would you give me the eight ETH. <laughs> Sorry, say that again. If I had a play for you today and I I said to you, give me eight ETH and I'll make you 10 ETH, would you risk eight ETH for two? Oh, no, no. There you go. So that's how I feel about it. Sorry, I was trying to figure out. I was just like, is this a real thing? All right, maybe that would be (laughs) I'm like, are you just going to invest it in looks? I thought I would. (laughs) Yeah, I thought I would quickly uh, answer Luca's questions will price at 0.3 and if it will price at 0.3 because they are not cool cats or a yacht club they're not known 
entities within NFTs releasing their NFT collections, but they were zero until they announced that they were, uh, you know, mint passes for this, this recent one. Invisible Friends has the most hype of any collection with the exception of cool pets coming into the first quarter. We know it's going to light up the whale watching stream in a way we haven't seen any other project do. Again, the exception of cool pets will probably do next week. Um, but I think that uh, it will mint around 0.3. I think that they will take a little more than Hate Beast did. It's only a 5,000 uh, PFP collection. So I think that Invisible Friends will price around 0.3. I don't think they'll go higher than that because they don't have much history in the NFT world. Um, but I think it will uh, still be an expensive mint. And I think 0.3 uh, will be a deal for that mint if you can uh, weasel your way on that whitelist. Are you muted, sir, or is it me? I am, yeah, sorry. Um, I had a, a, the intuition that the Invisible Friends would be somewhere around to, uh, 0.25 for a mint. So, I, okay. yeah, I think, I think 0.3 right. is, yeah, not out of the realm of possibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't hate companies that have that kind of excitement and that hype and are doing something really unique uh, pricing at that much. I mean, as long as they're, you know, upfront about it and, and whatnot, it, it kind of is what it is. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, I don't think Invisible Friends will have any issue selling it at point three. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's um, good to go. Instant. One block. Well, I guess it's whitelisted or whatever. Yeah, yeah for sure. whitelisted and it'll all go at point three. There won't be any left for the public, I promise. Yeah, for sure. Um, thank you to Hologram for pulling up this article for me. Uh, I just uh, slipped under my radar on Decrypt, but uh, NBA top shot maker Dapper Labs is launching the uh, NFT platform for the UFC too. Um, UFC is, you know, su- just such a massive brand and like such a force in, uh, you know, entertainment um you know fighting and and uh, all that stuff i'm not a big ufc head myself um but i could see those moments um doing really well like those big knockout moments the championship moments or you know somebody's you know 10th win in a row all of that stuff like um and and nft or sorry ufc fans are uh, are incredibly rabid about the the mma as well i've always wanted to collect naked pictures of men sweating on top of each other this is this is like yeah no i don't I mean get these in comparison to like baseball cards or top shop but i guess there's a very large fan base here so i i think they'll be successful yeah i mean the ufc from a business standpoint has uh has been one of the uh the best performing you know sports fran- uh franchises sports entities in the world i mean they they the they really came into uh onto the scene about you know 12 15 years ago. Um, and it's just been a, a steady up only for their viewership and their content and, and putting it out and, you know, all that stuff. Like I, I have watched the UFC. I'm not a giant, like I couldn't tell you who's holding the the titles or anything right now. Uh, but I do know that they, they have a huge, huge fan base. Um, again, that really is involved in the collectibles and, and consuming the content of the sport. Uh, you know, that this will, this will be a big deal to bring uh bring a new user base online that maybe, isn't typically in the NBA top shot and the NFL, um, you know, space. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I don't like to watch, uh, fighting, but I think that a lot of people do. These will be great. That's yeah. I mean, I, I, very I painful what, people what's that? <laughs> I don't understand who would put their body through this, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, torture, but I, it is not for me to judge. Clay Clay Oglesby points out the fact that um, you know it, it fighting is like the most universal sport in the world, and it does. Like you really, when you understand, um, obviously there's rules in UFC and boxing and all of that stuff, but when you understand that these these two people are in the ring and they're swinging at each other, uh, you you immediately know what the uh, what the object is, right? Like you you know what they're trying to do, and uh, it's it's um, you know. It, it's a sport that you're not you really, honestly, you don't go out and fight people. You, you're going to fuck yourself up. Um, but, you know, they train very, very hard for, uh, they take very seriously and uh, they are incredible athletes. It'd right? be different if they didn't train. I, I, that would be something would be interesting. I want to see random <laughs> people who haven't trained get in the ring and fuck each other. These are machines. <laughs> they are killing machines. My phrasing, my friend. <laughs> why are you training humans to, to be these massive muscular killing machines and pitting them against each other? This seems illegal this doesn't seem like uh right okay i mean i don't know I don't no no know. it's 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 fine i i i get that side of the argument too. <laughs> um i was more of a boxing fan personally but uh you know that's uh that's me so yeah very uh very interesting and stuff and that's uh i i, I can't imagine that that's gonna do poorly um you know they UFC is a is a huge huge brand. One of my favorite gifs of all time is Joe Rogan and his crew reacting to something that happened in the UFC ring, and you know people just put all sorts of uh, all sorts of things there. I, I yeah, oh I the gif, yeah yeah. You see, Elaine agrees with me, and this is this is this is why FMC is uh, well. We'll just. What's yeah. the next thing you have on the docket there, uh, Colton? You're late. Yeah, no. Um, you know what? We are. Uh, we're getting into uh, Q and A time. I did have. Um, oh, I had. We didn't uh, draw parallels to Mecca um, with eight, but that's okay. Uh, crypto bats. I just had that conversation on the the Twitter thing about. Um, you know, FOMO, like that reverse FOMO of like, I could have put more in and the money that you leave on the table. Um, Andrew Wang kind of made a, a half drunk <laughs> Twitter thread yesterday or early this morning. Sorry. Um, and, you know, one of the things that he mentioned was lately, I've been obsessing about the fact that I was given the opportunity to invest early in looks. Uh, and I only had seven ETH or so liquid, um, which came out to 167,000 tokens. And at this point, that's like 1.5, almost $2 million. Um, a whole million dollars at current prices. Yeah, so somewhere in there. Uh, money I've never made before. But, you know, lamenting the fact that he didn't just go all in. Um, and, you know... I, I know it's one of those like ah oh, first world problems. You only made a million dollars. You could have made two or three or four. One of the really hard things about NFT trading, and I don't think it should be taken lightly, is that you know it's easy to brush off some of the the DGen plays that go to zero. You know, I've definitely minted a couple of rugs, and they're sitting in my head and folder, and I don't really think too much about them. I don't really go back there and go like, oh god, that you know that's point two ETH that I really wish I had right now. Of course, I wish I hadn't minted them, um, but yeah, I mean it's it's so hard. I saw um, oh, crypto covens was one that I wanted to talk about too. You know, that was uh, one that was floating around Alpha Mint for quite some time. I know people loaded up on them, some managed to get on the mint. It was a really extended mint process. Um, and they ran up and yeah, I mean, I'm sure some people peeled some off at two or three or four or 0.4, 0.2, 0.3, 0.4. Four. And that might've been a nice little win, but now they're sitting at a point or a 1.7 ETH floor. Uh, and there's that FOMO that kind of sets in of like, oh, I'm such an idiot, right? Like I, I left all this money on the table. Um, and I just, I, I think it really is, um, I think it really highlights 
the need for people to be going into projects and minting, um, holding and trading with a plan, right? And I think that if you could formulate a plan that works for you, works for your liquidity situation, uh, works for your risk tolerance, and then you execute on that plan, uh, you, you know, hopefully you can go to bed sleeping all right. But it is really hard to watch. Um, it really is hard to watch a project where you you know you left money on the table. I know you have some interesting feelings about this too, especially uh, tying it back to to playing poker professionally. Right, and it's all psychological because you know the money you didn't make is not real. All right, this is we we drum it into our heads that we would have made it had we done this and this and this. We don't know what the future would have been had we made different moves. Butterfly effect. Everything affects everything really just a psychological exercise but in general you are so early in nfts selling anything is a stupid idea i try to tell everyone every day and you're all convinced that this trading is going to work and i'll just sit back and watch but i am telling you you are so early that selling anything is the wrong strategy but that's it um i mean yeah, I, I get it. I, a lot of these are going to be looked uh, back upon. By the way, I threw the uh, the restream link up in the um, the AM show chat on our Discord if anybody wants to hop up on stage with us. Um, and if you guys want to start throwing some questions up in the uh, the chat, we could start looking at some stuff like we did yesterday. Uh, we tried to keep the content uh, portion of the show a little bit shorter um, today. Hate Beast and OpenSea being down definitely dominated more of the talk. Um, but yeah, going going back to to you know that idea of like never selling or whatnot i mean if you have constant infusion of liquidity you know you have a great job and you can continue to buy more eth to to sit in on um these longer term investments i think i would agree with that but you you also have to kind of make this a self you know if it's part-time or even if you're doing it full-time it has to be like a self-sustaining bankroll too right like is that what you're saying like you you just mint and never sell for the most part, I think that would be the smart. Str- Again, I mean, you you know, this was not a trading situation. I understand that trading is a different strategy. I just find buy and hold to be a lot more profitable in NFTs. The thing is, I don't mint 99% of the things that are being minted on a daily basis. It's a different strategy. I don't. Uh, my, my point is wrong. I think everyone should be a trader. I'm not. I don't have enough. Gun- no, no. Sorry, I'm not. Uh, I don't think I, you I are. I just realized that the mental gymnastics I have to do to defend this are not in me right now. Oh, everyone should play into their everyone <laughs> should play into their natural style would be my best. Uh, no, no. I mean, you have you have a trading style that works really well, and I mean, the, you know, I I wish I had some of the the wins and the uh, the conviction plays that you end up having. My uh, my point wasn't that it was wrong. I just um, you know, it's um. I just, I was just saying, like, if you never sell, like, you know, you you could eventually run the risk of, you know, running out of any kind of liquidity to keep participating in new stuff, I guess is my point. And the question is, are we still in the era of opportunity cost, right? There's so many opportunities mm-hmm. to pop up on a daily basis. You want to be liquid for all of them? Well, it looks to me like 99% of stuff goes to zero. And it's much better to curate what you're choosing and minting. And by being not liquid... I'm forced to not mint most of the things. All my money's in JPEGs. But guess what? They're in good JPEGs. 
Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, one of the things that uh, you're second to none at doing is uh, is going and finding the depressed floors of of good quality projects that exist um, and are ripe for a comeback for a lot of the reasons. Um, I hate hype. What's like, that? I hate hype, and I love it when people are too bearish on something. That was just my face. And again, that's my natch. It plays into how I am in real life. You just have to play into. You know, what? what is your natural personality in life? I act that way in life anyway, so it just it works out for me. But you just have to do, you know. Learn, trading is a journey of self, and we are all different selves. So that journey is what is going to... Ooh, fishy friends. Good. Nice nice segue there. A lot of people <laughs> like this, fishy friends. Uh, and I saw the art. I was like, eh, okay. It had like a thousand people in the Discord and I saw the art and I was not motivated to join and figure it out. And now they're sitting at like 15,000 Twitter Twitter followers, closed Discord, hardest whitelist to get, blah, 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 blah. This is on... Uh, Fishy Friends. Yeah, yeah no, we gotta, we gotta find the Fishy Friends. This is, a, this is gonna be a hot man coming up. They're cute. They look like the fishies. And... Uh, I'm just looking on Twitter. I made the mistake of searching in Google. Fishy mm-hmm. friends. Yeah. Nice, you got on the fishy fam list. Congrats, Brian. Maybe you could t- maybe in that during the AMA, or uh, you could type in some cool facts about the fishy friends. Yeah. Do you want to throw um, also their Twitter? Uh, handle on there. I don't know why this has been so hard for me to find, but uh, Cass also jumped up on stage, so I'm going to bring him up. GM, my friend. GM, can you hear me? Yeah, you're good. Yes. Uh, cool. No, I'm just driving at the moment, so um, yeah, I thought I'd jump in and say hey and listening to you for the past hour, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. Um, I wanted to go and not go. I wanted to say that I kind of agree with FMC's theory in regards of kind of purchasing and holding. Um, to flip is good sometimes if you've got a good flip, but like there's some projects that I've got that I just can't get rid of them because I'm one emotionally attached, and two, I believe in the project that it will go further in the long term. So I think I think holding is a good idea as well. Although a lot of people do think, you know, um, to be liquid and to flip is the is, is, is a good thing. And um, in regards of Fishy Friends, their Discord is hectic. <laughs> in a good way, or you mean like it's a little too much? I think it's, you know, when you say GM and then 10 people say GM back and you, by the time you get the notification, you can't... <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah. you can't you, you know it's just too yeah, much right. you know yeah. it's so so but I think there's going to be a lot of hype and I think it's going to move um, but then we don't know until it comes around do we I mean look at Squiggles everyone thought Squiggles was going to be a cook and now they've got no art so right. <laughs> it's like it's like yeah curious case I'm excited to see what uh, happens there yeah, yeah, just yeah, my good. Is it fishing fam anything? Discord? What's that? Yeah, I'm wondering if it's saying anything. You know what they look like? They look like those sea monkeys on the sea monkey pack yeah. that you would buy as a yeah. kid. They're cute. 
I, I, I like was, him, man. I was getting like a, uh, don't kill me for saying this, but like that cool cat vibe with the line work too. A little yes, bit. Like it yes. definitely takes us some in, inspiration with the, like the little little gaps in there and whatnot. Cool Cats does that a lot. That uh, in the cool cat bothers the shit. I don't know why. My eye is always, I know it's artistic. And the it's, gap? The gap bothers the shit out of me. I don't, yeah. I, love the, I love the cool cats where their headgear is covering that gap. I don't know. <laughs> That's just my personal <laughs> It is subjective. Nobody else should think this way. I just telling you my personal. Yeah, they do. Another they thing, do I'm, like I, a bit. sorry, Cass, I, go ahead. I was gonna, uh, sorry, I was gonna ask. Um, in regards of rebel bots, um, have you guys looked into that them even further since since um, they've collabed with Unisoft? That's incredible. I heard that. Do you have information for us on it? I don't know anything about the specifics with RebelBots. Uh, RebelBots is basically going to be like a Web2 mobile game, which will be on that will be yeah, it will be on Web2, but you'll be able to earn. Um, it's a play-to-earn game. Cool. Um, the game, the game developers between them have on previous projects have ranged between 2.7 million downloads to 150 million downloads. Um, yeah, I remember you recently, talking about them having some really, really successful mobile apps for sure. Yeah, exactly. So um, they, they've, they've announced the partnership with Unisoft. Unisoft, Ubisoft are backing them, but there's also going to be other announcements and there's a rumor going around at the moment that Microsoft is getting involved. Right. But we will see in the next couple of days when they release announcements. But there is words going around that Microsoft is also getting involved in this project. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think that uh, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of smoke pointing to Microsoft right now with the Blizzard Activision um, acquisition, and you know, it, it wasn't highlighted a ton that it was Web three centric in in terms of what they're planning on doing. Um, but I was listening to a news podcast this morning that has nothing to do with crypto or NFTs, uh, and they were talking about the merger, um, and they they naturally brought it towards uh, Web three and the metaverse, right? Like they, that was the direction that they saw it going into um and and that play um i you know i, I was talking with free market yesterday to uh pulled up a a little blurb from um you know one of the executives of microsoft's gaming division uh talking about uh the metaverse and how he believes i'm gonna try and pull this up real quick um how he believes that the you know the metaverse already exists people are already interacting in these um in these ways and that you know the first step and the free market has said this a bunch of times too the first step is going to be these existing um properties utilizing web three first and not the other way around um but you know yeah. microsoft gaming uh phil spencer was his name has argued that the quickest route into the metaverse uh is through infrastructure that game platforms like minecraft have already created and that's you know free market and i are both in on critters which is you know a minecraft p2e thing that we're both very bullish on um you know i i think that this sentiment is really pointing towards things like world of warcraft uh and you know maybe some of these apps that you're talking about cast being a part of it uh, I believe so. Uh, I've been bullish on them since I think October when I got in, which ain't a bad cook really. I, I bought in at 0.05 and because one of mine's pretty rare, um, I think the floor one is 2.5 ETH at the moment. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with it. 
but I think later on, once when they release the game, they're releasing the beta game within the next month, I'm not mistaken. And they're going to be releasing the real game in Q2. So, um, yeah, just want to watch out for. Oh, and by the way, before I go, because I am driving, I, 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 ever since finding out that you are the artist for Star Wars, dude. <laughs> I'm not the artist. I'm not the artist. I'm, I, I, I help with some of it. <laughs> yeah, but well, part of the artist. So, uh, you know, you created parts of it. Hey, your work is sick, dude. Like, right, thank, thank I've, you. Really, no, honestly, because whenever I see good art, you have to appreciate it. You just have to fucking appreciate it. And you've done a stellar job, dude, man. Like, you're making me stay up because of your work. You're making me fuck up my sleep, fuck up my marriage, <laughs> fuck up my life. Yeah. <laughs> so I thank okay. you very much thank for doing that, yeah. sir. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm glad <laughs> to be a bad effect on people. Whoa. I'm glad to be the part, hey. uh, part of the destruction of uh, your life. <laughs> I'll tell you something. Yeah, well, hey, it happens, isn't it? Um, the funniest comment of the day, which got me in stitches and nearly made me have an accident, was when Free Market was talking about sweaty men on top of each other if you like to collect that shit that's you in it <laughs> stop laughing <laughs> I was but obviously yeah. kidding I know how big a property the UFC is it's just never been my bag so I thought I'd give some entertaining dude, it was <laughs> fucking hilarious dude man absolutely hilarious but look I'm gonna go because I don't want to have another accident and I'll keep listening and I'll speak to you guys soon okay thanks man appreciate thanks, it thanks man yeah, Take- yeah. That's awesome. Your uh, your UFC commentary is getting some good play. I like it. Ooh, but look <laughs> at this. Did you see we forgot to do a little Critters talk today. There was some block announcements yesterday, which we're both big block fans here. And uh, yeah. we know that they, they're producing a little more block than I think they anticipated due to a few things. And they've been uh, on a charge to correct that. So... Um, yesterday, they're changing the way block generation uh, is because there was a glitch that was allowing people to rent the critters to themselves, which would allow you to both stack your passive block that you earn and earn even more from the get. Like you'd be <laughs> you'd be double dipping, so to say. And it yeah. Was- yeah, it, it wasn't giving you the diminishing returns that you're supposed to have when you right. have multiple critters in your wallet. Right. Um, and plus, you were getting that 30% kickback uh, because you rented it to yourself on on the uh, your initial account that you rented it from and to. So, yeah, like you said, there was uh, definitely a little bit more generation. So that should be interesting to slow down a little bit as the, yeah. uh, the price of the plots continues to increase. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And we saw a nice little uh, plot sweep yesterday. There's really two things you can do with block. You can burn it by buying land or you can sell it into the LP. And I think until there's some more um, options of what to do with block, the price, the price will remain relatively depressed. I do think the news we've seen in block maybe over the last uh, week or so has prevented it from going any lower. So I do think it's helping to stabilize it at the very least. Yeah, they also uh, mentioned that uh, they're going to cap the actual uh, amount of block that exists as well. So I don't know if they're just trying to figure out the tokenomics behind that or whatnot, but that's pretty, uh, pretty encouraging too because you know if you don't continue to have these burn mechanisms and then you have all these things staked and they're just generating you know in perpetuity the inflation starts to take over yeah. um and you know it just be 
becomes worthless. Uh, so this is really interesting um, to me. The other thing that's that's cool is the you know, they are going to be integrating. Um, uh, an in-game economy where there's exchange for block. I'm assuming you'll be a trade and transfer items um, for block. Uh, plots are going to be able to be staked for block soon too, which is pretty cool. So I've seen people loading up on plots there. Uh, I'm just kind of scrolling around the map. This is actually the critters map that's updated like almost in real time too. So it's cool that you can see all the people building on their plots and whatnot. But, um, hmm? Sorry, I was just going to say, I'm taking much more of a profit approach to this game. Unlike Orcs, where I'm max participation, I take all my Zug, I use it to play the game. I'm not I'm not siphoning off anything as like an interest payment, so to say. With Critters, I have a completely different strategy. I, I don't really play Minecraft. I don't plan on building anything or doing anything crazy with my plot. So I'm really trying to figure out maximum EV in this game. And right now... Where the LP is, I think Block has kind of put in its lows. I really don't see it going much below 20 cents at this point. So I'm just wondering whether the better play here is to buy land or put it into the LP. Because, you know, you put it into the LP here at 25 cents. I think it's going to go back up to a buck, which is already a 4x on top of all the, you know, fees that you get to collect from being in the LP. So I'm wondering here if the play is to be adding my block to the LP at what I think is pretty much a low or if um, if uh, if buying land is the I've been doing both so far. But recently, the last week, I've just been stacking block and trying to figure out what to do with it. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's um, like the easiest kind of play with it, to be honest with you. Um, the Typically, if you kind of just do the math on it, even if you include gas, the price of plots will be slightly higher than the price that it would take to buy block, mint, unstake, and then sell. There's like there's a tiny ARB opportunity there sometimes. Um, I guess the, the biggest thing is that if you're just holding block, the block is going to be a lot more liquid because you could just hit the sell button anytime you want. Um, whereas, you know, you got to kind of play the plots game of like, is it going to sell? Are people looking for specific space? Uh, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, for the most part, what I've seen is just them reaching a, a pretty close level of parity. Uh, if the price of block goes up, you'll see a lot of plots start getting bought, um, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I, I'm not sure. I, I, I tend to agree with your play of like you just renting these out and, um, you know, doing a little cash out on the uh, the LP every once in a while. The LP is it's getting a little bit bigger. It was a little bit thin. You really move the price with some sells or buys uh, as well. So I, you know, but it does seem to uh, it does there seem to have like what's that? There are people adding. I mean, my I own nine yeah, yeah. percent of the LP at the end of last week, and now it's three percent. So there's definitely people adding into the LP right now. I, I do think that's a. I think it's a play. I've just been trying to do the math and figure out which is slightly more profitable: buying and bundling that land or adding to the LP. Here's the other consideration: super easy to get your money out of the LP. It's a few clicks, right? To sell land, even if it's you know, even if it moves, it's probably going to take you a few hours or, or maybe a little longer. So not quite as liquid um, um, in your land. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's, uh, you know, with Pranksy and Becker hanging around that project, though, uh, Pranksy was minting a whole bunch of plots, presumably with, uh, with um, the block that he's probably earned. I don't know. I would imagine he probably has some people playing for him or something. But yep. uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, they're taking positions in that kind of that metaverse. So um, and great tie back into, you know, Microsoft 
being pretty bullish on these uh, these IPs in terms of how they fit into the future world, really. We need a few more parameters than that, sir. Grandpa Willie. Uh, wait, I could I could tell you a bunch of things under three ETH. I don't know your time horizon. And do you mean when you say under three, do you mean something that's one or something that's point one? Um, and let us know your time horizon. I'm sure we have some interesting projects we could talk about. Now, this one here, Star Catchers. The yeah, definitely watch out for this. Star Catchers is eye-catching. I am. This is like candied sex for the soul. I, I love these things. They they strike the right tone. I think they'll they'll be there at the right moment. Um, love these Star Catchers. I, I think I, I believe the Discord is still closed. This is this is a project that knows its hype that is dripping people in getting on the uh, star list is is kind of engagement based, but they don't want fake engagement. It's not about hitting a certain level. It's about being in the community, being present, being helpful, and you'll get noticed by the mods. Um, one of the mods over there is a good friend of, of AM. And I think that uh, this project has a lot going for it. I've seen some very uh, important people talking about it. So. Yeah, I didn't realize that the Discord was close, and they keep doing these little dis- Discord invite links. But uh, yeah, there. This is a this is a train that is rolling for sure. Mm, it looks good. Um. Yeah. No, I, I I can't remember if you're in the Discord. Are you? Yes. On the presale list. Is that right? I've seen the good news. There's going to be some good news for everybody in, in Alphamon soon. I'm not on that allow list yet, but we'll see. Gotcha. Oh, cool. Love to hear that as well. Um, maybe we can get some uh, someone like this on the show sometime. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I don't think I don't think that's going to be an issue. There, we we we've got some things brewing. I don't want to say anything in public. Yet. Fair enough. Um, yeah, but Starcatcher is definitely a really cool one. I saw you guys uh, mentioning that. Hologram saying uh, there's one collection <laughs> that will be an obvious future blue chip that's around 0.3 right now for no other reason other than the space isn't ready for it and it's non-fungible people. Um, I haven't actually looked at what's been going on with that okay. lately. So you have to understand the the apes that are in our our Gen dojo. You know, these are I love the NFP. These are monkeys. They look at something like NFP. They go, oh. There's actually people that don't look like us. Ugh, this is social justice. Ugh, somebody like Lady Gaga is going to want this because one of them, you know, is is whatever. No, no, no. These are these are not going to be adopted by by famous celebrities. These are these are strikingly frightening, realistic skin tone images of people that. Yes, while they're very representative of a wide swath of of the human population, I do not believe we are ready for the equality, social justice angle here quite yet. I don't think that's a reason people are going to uh, buy these. And um, hmm, these are these are. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Um, I, I, don't I think there's a great way to it one way or another. diversity without striking fear into the heart of anybody who checks <laughs> out your floor. <laughs> um, oh my god! I think I just smashed my phone. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take credit for that. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, <laughs> no, I, you know what? 
uh, I often just have this like feeling that when you're talking about the metaverse and you're talking about um, the uh, uh, why did the music stop? You know uh, who you want to be in the metaverse. You and the- look at that floor. What do you mean? Why did the music stop? <laughs> no, I. It's just like you know. I I think that like the. Uh, people are going to be looking for like even just less human realistic stuff, like more of like, um, you know, honestly, like I do think the hate beasts fit really well into that. I know you, uh, you said you'd be, you'd be running in from them in a dark alley, but, uh, <laughs> I, I just, you know what, like if I, well, if field, I'd be running from them. If I had the opportunity to be running around a metaverse right now, like, am I going to be wearing an avatar that I think looks as close to me as possible? Like, that's that's no. not really what I'm looking for, right? Uh, <laughs> no, I, I honestly hologram. Like, I, I'm I'm glad that you're like a good sport about it. I know free market. I think it's a great take it too. Actually, um, I actually hologram's thesis is a good one. It sounds like a thesis that I would come up with on a project for a long term angle, and we do know that they have a deal with Champion, the the unlikely fashion hero of the last few years was a $2 special buy in Walmart for, you know, the last two decades. And then all of a sudden has just come ramping onto the fashion scene, grabbing licensing deals with Disney and and all sorts of of, uh, desirable IP. So Champion, just like Ray-Ban, did you know you used to be able to buy Ray-Bans for $8.99 in places like Rite Aid and Dwayne Reed, as that brand was left for dead by its original creators, only to be revived and turned into a luxury fashion brand by Luxottica, the Italian sunglasses powerhouse. Mmm, there we go. Oh. Oh yeah! Oh, now you guys are going to be able to like see everything that's behind me. You're going to have people like <laughs> oh, analyzing what's up on my screen. Yeah, there's your speed phrase right there. <laughs> it's too dark in here for that. <laughs> I thought I lost these. I was really happy that I didn't find them. I love my Ray Bans actually. Ray Ban boy. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, but Champion really kind of came back into the scene. That thing was uh, dead and dead and done for a while, but now has uh, rebranded as like a premium fashion thing. Um, I'm pulling up Frankenpunks too. That's one that we haven't given any kind of attention to, but always see people talking to it. Uh, 3D Frankenpunks, is that it? Yep. Yeah, here we are. I'm just trying to find the uh, the OpenSea link. Their site does not have it. Perfect. Um, have you uh, have you taken a look at any of these? I have. I they're they're fine. I mean, I they are. They they were they were a mint that I want to say crept up on people. Though I do know that they were around for a bit. I had he- heard people mentioning the Frankenpunks. Um, this was post the blow off top a few Saturdays ago, but people still had a lot of ETH and were hungry for new mints. This thing minted, had a really nice rise, and then something else. I, I forgot what it was. Um, I don't know if it was like one of these land plays. Something else minted right around the same time, took the wind out of the sails, but they've been persistent and people haven't let them just go. People seem to like them. They're at point four right now. I think they were up to point six. Um, I don't know. I, I 
My, yeah, it looks like they were average. Opinion doesn't really opinion. matter, I guess. They're 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 three D punks. Yeah, they're having a run and right now. Actually, some good volume. Yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. All right, my friend. We got a couple of other things that we got to attend uh, to today. We should probably uh, start looking forward to. You want to uh, you want to give some uh, hints as to what we're talking or who we're talking to today? Or oh yeah, say it, I, guess? I am so pumped for this one. Speaking of FMC finding dead projects with good art, this project is far from dead. This is Creature Toads. We are having the creator Semper on the AM show here at one PM Eastern today. We are going to be talking about Creature Toad's Genesis, which is fascinating to me because this guy had a passion project idea that got so much love on Twitter, he decided to turn it into a real collection. Um, Yet, it's been maligned by the Creature World community as some sort of derivative cash grab, which couldn't be farther from the truth. I also want to talk about his new Ohm fork. This is to me, going to be revolutionary. We've seen the drama with Ohm over the last week as that thing has fallen from a grand to 120 or, or something like that. Just an utter, utter destruction in the value of Ohm. Yet, what is the angle, I think, that could revive the 3, 3 meme and take Ohm back out of the graveyard and into glory? And I think it's an NFT gamified front end. And this is what we're going to talk to Semper about here uh, at 1 p.m. today. So looking forward to that. Creature Toads creator live on the AM show. Yeah, that's uh, that. that is been a cool project that uh, I know you've been or you had accumulated at least when it was down. It was like I think I ended up buying a bunch for like 0.03 or something like that, maybe even cheaper. I know they were free at one point during the, the tax loss harvesting. Mm-hmm. I got meta. theirs for zero. And yeah, Laura, which is incredible. is like 0.3 right now. And I literally paid zero. The guy listed them at zero. I paid the gas, whatever it was at the time. And I got them. And I have been buying Creature Toads, Baby Toads, and Breakfast World, three of these projects that launched around the same time, I thought have the same vibe and the same potential for a, a comeback. I buy them anytime. I, I it's almost like a savings account for me. I, I have I believe I have made this is my boldest prediction for 2022 that Creature Toads will flip Creature World. We're we're sitting right now at about a one to ten ratio, and I think that's going to flip. And I think Creature Toads are going to get above Creature World at some point uh, this year. They look they look better than Creature. Yeah, it's definitely a cool project with the uh, the baby toads that you could uh, you could create as well. Semper is um, a very I'm, smart and and uh, nice guy who loves to say how much he loves both projects that inspired him, which is true. I love both projects that inspired him, but quite frankly, his art is better. And the way that the Creature World community maligned him is uh, is unfair. So I'm really looking forward to this interview today. Definitely. Um, Want to just wrap it up. I think Nash is asking about beans NFT. I don't know if you're talking about Azuki, the red, the red bean there, um, but I guess it does warrant mention regardless that Azuki is revealing today at 3 p.m. Sweet. Um, so that's definitely going to be something to watch for too. Maybe we should hop on a spaces and do a little 
reveal party there. I would love to do that because this is this is going to be a very interesting reveal. We we talk about often with projects that pull all their hype forward, they really have to do something incredible upon reveal to maintain that price. Usually, I will I will asterisk that with usually, uh, and that comes down to floors. In our opinion, we tend to think that if if the floors look too common, too similar, no matter what hype was pulled forward, you're going to see that pretty aggressive sell right after reveal. So Azuki is beloved art. Everything we've seen, we love the previews. I guess we're just curious to see if those comments pop and stand out and whether they can maintain, what are they, 3.5 right now on the secondary? Uh, I was checking, but uh, OpenSea doesn't want to let me in. So um, Quite a book from the, the one ETH Dutch auction and, and one of the quickest, quickest raises in, in crypto history, 8,888 ETH in one block pretty impressive yeah one block is wild to me just a full mint <laughs> done in, in a split second why even do the dutch auction at that point <laughs> I, I i'm not sure they knew i'm not sure they knew was- yeah i mean it, it's a good point i guess maybe I, I guess there's a little bit of like humility infused into the idea of a dutch auction where you could say we think it'll sell out at one but if it doesn't then you guys can the market could choose the price Yet the market always thinks it's a cash grab, right? When the market sees a touch auction, ah, these fuckers trying to get as much money out of us as but you know, these are public seed rounds. If this is a if this is like an act, we understand if it's a low effort cash grab. If this is an entity that looks like it's trying to do more than just the initial art they're selling you, don't knock them too much for trying to pull this money. You know, they need a good amount of money in their coffers to pull off these ambitious uh, roadmaps. Yeah, and I'm I'm less inclined to uh, put a lot of hate or blame on a project that has clearly put effort into it. You know, like this one has been around for a while. It's been building up. This is, you know, they manufactured or sorry, they didn't manufacture a lot of hype. I don't think they was more organic. Um, You know, that's obviously a really bullish sign. But like Mm -hmm. even you just you go on their website. And like, it's just, it's very clean. Like it just looks good. Like they spent time designing this, making this look like a proper, most, most websites for NFTs are like a copy paste, one page landing thing. Um, You know, you just scroll down and it's, it's preview, mint details, mint roadmap, public roadmap team that you can't even click on the names for because they actually don't have any real profiles. And, uh, and you know, that's about it. This is uh you know, they, this is design. This is good looking. It's look on brand. This, it really shines a spotlight, not on them, but on every other NFT project. Like this, this is the type of art that's going to start coming for this industry on a regular basis now. So it really puts a stark contrast on most of the projects we see on a daily basis where we try to tell ourselves the art is good. I mean, this is this is good art. Yep. <laughs> this is like this is, you don't need to do any type of mental gymnastics to get yourself there. This is good art. Yeah, I do think it all comes down to what you mentioned though and it's going to be like looking at what the floors look like. Do they look totally. too do they look too common? Do they all look the, the mm-hmm. same or is it is this going to be a thing? Um and it's hard because most of the art they're teasing is like full body different kind of poses and stuff like this. You never uh, know. You never yeah. know. We think we know. I look I, Mecca is a great example. I thought that was going to be a, a dope reveal. I I don't th- I don't think most people 
I think most people were caught off guard there. We really thought that was going to be a dope reveal. Um, and there are other ones where it surprised us how good the commons were. So I don't think you ever know. Um, and it's it, it, like with the one of ones look absolutely fabulous in this collection. We just we need those commons to pop, I think, to maintain 3.2 after after review. You got it. Yeah, um, we're gonna watch that super closely. Wait, oh, did we set we set a, a, a price line, didn't we? Did you say fifty ETH? Oh yeah, yeah. we, we yeah, did we a high did. low, right? Yeah, I think it was fifty on the Azukis. I did take. I took the over. Uh, I don't think that that's a foregone conclusion, though. I, I'm not saying that that's a, a lock. I wouldn't be betting the farm on it. But, I'm not going to uh, bet under. I'm going to bet my line. I'm, I want to see how good my line is. I, I don't think it's going to be much under that, but I think that's a good line. I'm curious. I, I think it's a great line. I think yeah. that uh, I think the first one that pops off will probably go for, if it does, go for like 40 or 50. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that's a good point. That's a good if that point. if yeah. that happens early in the reveal, it's going to set oh. the tone. And you know these these whales like to one up each other for how much fucking ETH they spend on some of this stuff. So if that happens, you're going to win easily. There'll probably be a hundred ETH sale overnight. If if like the first rares go for that, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 we'll have to do that for Hate Beast too because that's going to be another interesting one. Uh, you know, um, I, and I, I don't want to look, I couldn't possibly fud anyone's bags. You're sitting on, you know, fucking 15 ETH if you got to mint those things. So don't take it as fun. I'm just not impressed with the common previews that I saw. So we'll see. Anyway, it's, uh, I have been wrong a lot the last two weeks. So don't don't go betting on my prediction. All right. Um, how you feeling, man? Are you looking forward to a, a good Thursday? Oh, my God. I am pumped for this interview. Uh, you know how big of a Creature Toads fan I am. And, I know. Uh, hey, gas is low. So let's. Uh, I'm just going to sit back and watch. Please, you... baby. Floors are firming up. The dopamine <laughs> is slowly filling up my dried husk of a body again. That was just. I could tell. Yeah. You had some fire in you today. Mm. You were, you know, mm. you're always animated, but you came in with, you, you had some heat today. It's love it. FMC. You got it. Um, all right, guys. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in. We're going to keep it a little bit shorter. Yesterday, we hit almost two and a half hours, which is uh, crazy, but, you know, creeping up to two hours right now. So we're going to wrap it up right here. Um, again, like if you uh, if you tuned in late or, you know, you missed any of the other episodes, always on Spotify, always on YouTube. Um, today, we went over Instagram and Facebook integrating NFTs, Tom Brady's autograph platform. Uh, we did some good EtherOrks talk. We talked about looks rare and, you know, how that just continues to impress on all aspects. Um, you know, we talked a lot about hate, uh, the hate beast project and where that can go. Crypto, uh, crypto bats by Ozzy Osbourne did some critters talk and then all of the other stuff that we hit in the, uh, the Q and a. So always, um, always appreciate the love, always appreciate the audience. And we will do it again for the last episode of the week tomorrow at nine 30 free market. Take us out of here. Good luck at the tables. DJ.